Today is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022, and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has issued a call to arms over the U.S. Supreme Court, and the White House backs her up, saying that the attacks on churches and Christians is understandable. Yeah, they understand the passion. Truly sick, these people. Conservatives, by the way, are not buying any of the gaslighting and are winning, winning, winning. We cover it all on this episode of The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. Every time you have a press conference, you say crime is down. Uh, the economy is booming. Well, that's but not that's not true, but get your question, sir. Across the street, we had a police officer on duty, the victim of a hit and run. We have Michigan Avenue, the magnificent miles now referred to as the mile of fear. The water tower place has thrown the keys back to the lender. They say they don't want to be in Chicago anymore. Real Chicagoans are asking me, how could you possibly even consider running for re-election as mayor of the city of Chicago after all the harm you've caused? Well, I disagree with you fundamentally, um, and I don't think I need to address any and dignify your comments one second further. Lightfoot destroyed Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. Holy cannoli, is it so difficult to watch what's happening in Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into it on this show. Boy, do I have a barn burner for the left. I am so angry right now about how they are handling this nation. This such a corrupted political ideology. These are a group of people who are not serious people. They are not serious about the problems that concern this nation. They are not serious about the issues at hand that could affect you in the day-to-day because they actually do not have anything of value to add. They have a mind virus called leftism, called wokeism. And it's not about improving anyone's life. All you have to do is check back in the last hundred years of Stalinism, Nazism, and fascism, and communism across the world to see that leftism doesn't improve anyone's life. They don't have a single thing to offer you to make your life better. All they have are platitudes and teeny little niche issues that they will scream and rage and devote their energies to while the world collapses around them. Everything that a commie touches dies. I'm going to write a book with that title. Everything the commies touch die. Sometimes, literally, go ahead and read Gulag Archipelago about the former Soviet Union and the KGB. The KGB, of course, the precursor to the government disinformation bureau that Joe Biden is pushing. These commies love communism so much. They are always trying to create utopia on earth because they don't believe in a God and they don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in actual utopia. They just believe in themselves. They're humanists. They're secularists. These people are absolutely going to destroy everything they touch And in Chicago, we have a perfect example of this. Now, why is this near and dear to my heart? The little Benny, little Benny, when he was a young man, would travel with his family to Chicago for Christmas. Many Christmases were spent in downtown Chicago. We liked Chicago. It's a wonderful city. It's one of those great, rusty, old American cities. There's lots of iron and steel. There's lots of clankety trains and huge buildings. There's cement and there's brick. 
and there's this old Chicago just sort of like crawling through in all the spaces. It's a fantastic city. I liked it a lot. A lot of great memories in Chicago. A wonderful, truly American city that after a couple of doses of far-left extremism and wokeness has crumbled. And it makes me very sad in my heart to see. Lori Lightfoot is the worst mayor in America now that Bill de Blasio has gone in New York. Uh, uh, Eric Garcetti is probably taking the number two spot in Los Angeles. But there is no doubt that Lori Lightfoot, worst mayor in America. And the reason why is because she doesn't focus on anything of actual improvement for the people who live under her in her little feudal reign. As you saw there in the initial clip that we played in the cold open, Lori Lightfoot is presented with all of the horrors of her leadership in Chicago, the amount of murder on the streets, the amount of people unsafe on Michigan Avenue, the businesses throwing the keys back and saying, we don't want to be here anymore. In Chicago, of course, you remember the BLM riots. They smashed the car into the jewelry shop or the clothing shop. I can't remember this. Taking cars and ramming shops on Michigan Avenue, which is this beautiful long street where people would shop and where I used to wander with my family. We had many magical snow-filled Christmas days there in downtown Chicago, and I wouldn't dare bring my kids back because of people like Lori Lightfoot. And they have destroyed something special that used to belong to all of us. I didn't care if Democrat run Chicago was run by Democrats. I didn't really care. I sort of assumed that big cities would be run by people who I didn't disagree with. But what wokeism has done is create an environment where no one can enjoy Chicago and where people die in Chicago. And Lori Lightfoot, of course, saying she doesn't have to dignify the response of that reporter. And if you watch the clip very carefully, you'll see that Lori Lightfoot is really shaking. She's got like the tremors. These people are unstable. It's the duality that they have to hold inside of their minds. They can't handle it and they break down. They start to shake and to shiver because these people are attempting to take unto themselves the pains and the misery of all. They're trying to create a utopia and in so doing, they create actual hell on earth. It is always the case when a society attempts to create perfection or utopia and doesn't acknowledge the actual human reality that human beings are flawed and they attempt to create the woke paradise, they end up creating hell on earth. You're talking to a guy, by the way, who made a Chaz tourism video. We traveled to Chaz and made a couple of promotional videos there. We should resurface those, honestly, ALX. We got, we got to resurface the old Chaz promotional videos. Chaz, they attempted to create paradise on earth, a communist utopia, and every time it's been tried, what you end up with are mass graves. And that's what Chicago ends up with. And so we were shocked on this show to look on twitter.com this morning, pre-Elon Musk's purchase, and see that Lori Lightfoot herself was calling for violence. That's correct. The tweets are on your screen right now. Lori Lightfoot said to my friends in the LGBTQ plus IA carrot ampastand upside down uh, little squiggly line from the Spanish language community. The Supreme Court is coming for us next. The moment has to be a call to arms. Well, wait a second here. A couple things. Lori Lightfoot would be a 
world expert in the call to arms because Chicago is the number one gun crime city in America and maybe in the world. I'm not sure. Let's pull the stats. Lori Lightfoot said, we will not surrender our rights without a fight, a fight to victory. What does she mean? A couple things here. Let's unpack it. One, this is just scaremongering. This is attempting to say that what they're going to do is erode LGBTQ plus gay rights, gay marriage, in this ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Everyone rejoiced this last week when Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion, and we thought that maybe he'd be taking that company out of the leftist cesspool and into the land of free speech, but he's not out of the woods yet. You see, Twitter is still platformed on Amazon web servers. Those are the racks and the servers that could pull Twitter offline if they don't like what Elon Musk is doing. You don't think they'll do it? They did the same thing to Parler. They offlined the entire platform and crashed it because they didn't like what was happening on it. This is how evil and how incestuous the left has become with their control of the internet. It's why we need a new American internet. It's why we are so thrilled to be partnering with rightforge.com. Rightforge.com is the true American internet and founded on American free speech principles. That's why bennyjohnson.com is hosted by Rightforge. Rightforge is also bringing back President Trump to the internet by hosting Truth Social, a new online community for free thinkers and free speech. It's amazing to have a company that is investing in the real wire and infrastructure, the routers, the servers, the racks that make the internet possible. And if we don't go down to the very core, we'll never have free speech back. The core of American values is what drives RightForge. And we encourage you to go to rightforge.com. That's rightforge.com. And talk to them today about bringing your domain over so you are uncancelable by the left. Rightforge.com. Of course, the ruling itself states that it will not touch uh, Ob- Obergefeld. <laughs> I can't pronounce the name. The, the Supreme Court ruling where you got gay marriage. Obergefeld. Obergefeld. Should work on that one. The Supreme Court, Alito's ruling says that they are not going to be using this precedent in order to revisit other rulings, that this is about Roe v. Wade. But here you have to, you can't win the abortion argument, right? So you can't, they can't win on the merits of the abortion argument. So they have to do this. Lori Lightfoot is herself uh, a, a, a lesbian uh, and she is in a, she's been in a longstanding gay relationship there in Chicago. We don't care. Do what you want to do, man. That's not on us. We don't care. Live your life. But what I'm trying to, what tr- I'm trying to, I mean, I, I guess effectively prove here is that They can't win. They can't win on the abortion argument alone. And so they're going to have to go into the various further realms of the political world to try and create enough chaos and try and create enough fear and fear monger over this decision that they can get enough people on board to start activating their voters. As you've seen, the people are not activated to vote by this issue. They may be upset, as recent polling suggests, but they are not going to show up at the polls because the vast majority of Americans don't need abortion, and abortion isn't something that the vast majority of Americans are going to be motivated by. They're far more motivated by gas prices and by food prices and by home prices and by inflation and by illegal immigration and the threat of nuclear war with Russia than they are about abortion. And so I believe that this is going to be a huge loser for Democrats, but it's not stopping. It's not stopping 
Lori Lightfoot from using this opportunity to go out and to fear monger and to call for arms. That's right. That these are the, this is the kind of language that got people in front of the January 6th commission, by the way. This is the kind of language that would bring someone like Donald Trump or Dan Scavino or a Trump aide into the January 6th commission language like this. A call to arms? Fight until you get victory? These are exactly, these are exactly the kind of comments that... Again, got people in huge trouble on January 6th. They shouldn't get anyone in trouble because these are uh, comments. These are comments that I don't believe intend violence. But nonetheless, have you seen on the modern day left that the violence is there? And this is a dog whistle to the feral Antifa activists to take to the streets. Lori Lightfoot is engaging the BLM activists, the rioters, to say, you have carte blanche to go riot again. We are ready and prepared to support you. That is what this is all about. And that is what these comments are all about. And Lori Lightfoot should be careful because Lori Lightfoot herself knows a little thing about a little thing. During the COVID lockdowns, Lori Lightfoot, boy, did she ever know how to drop the hammer on the worst criminals in America. Of course, Lori Lightfoot wouldn't drop the hammer on the BLM rioters torching Michigan Avenue and making it unsafe for my family to ever travel to Chicago again. I spoke about it with my wife. We're never going back to Chicago. We'll never, ever go back on a family trip to Chicago. We have two kids under two, no possible way. Lori Lightfoot wouldn't bring to bear the Chicago PD on the record-setting homicides in the street and gun violence. She wouldn't bring to bear the Chicago PD in order to halt the rioters, in order to halt the mass protests, the small children who are getting shot. She brought the Chicago PD full force and weight to bear on two things. One, Jesse Smollett's fake hoax, hate crime hoax, bleaching himself and putting a noose around his neck. Jesse Smollett found guilty and spent a little bit of time in jail for that one. Might spend more time in jail. We hope so. And then number two, on people throwing parties during the COVID lockdown. That's right. The same COVID lockdown that Lori Lightfoot went and got her hair did during, the mayor went to the streets and said, if you throw a party, if you dare throw a party during my lockdown, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Here's Lori Lightfooting, Lori Lightfooting all over this Lori Lightfooting, Lori Lightfooting, Lightfoot. Now, I've directed Superintendent Brown to order all police districts to give special attention to these parties. And this is how it's going to be. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. There should be nothing unambiguous about that. Don't make us treat you like a criminal. But if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, we will take you to jail, period. So this is, I think, the ultimate point is that the left and the agents of wokeism are always fixated on the little social, political, meaningless fronts right? So Lori Lightfoot, people are getting slaughtered in her city. Violence is up, looting, mobs. But the only time she really like takes a stand is for her little lockdown. 
The only time she goes out into the street and threatens jail to anyone is for her little tyrant fiefdom lockdown. She never speaks like that about gun violence in her city. She never speaks like that about gang violence. She never talks to looters like that. She wouldn't dare. She wouldn't dare. Because those people give power to the left. They're taking, those people took power away from Donald Trump. She only speaks in those terms when it reinforces her power. But the thing is that that game eventually comes to the end of its rope. People get fed up with it and people are doing that right now. Lori Lightfoot has like three dozen people running against her uh, for mayor of Chicago. And we don't think she'll be mayor for much longer. According to Twitter's rules and policies, Lightfoot's tweet violates the violence category, which according to the platform, you may not threaten violence against an individual or group of people. We prohibit, we also prohibit the glorification of violence. Learn more about our violence threat and glorification violence policies. That's from twitter.com. So is Elon Musk's new Twitter platform going to be silencing or banning Lori Lightfoot for giving a call to arms, which is a which is a call for people to take to the street, the dog whistle for the left agitators to take to the street. Are they going to be enforcing that against Lori Lightfoot? We've already seen the call to arms in the mobs and protesters appearing at Justice Kavanaugh's house, Justice Alito's house, and Justice Roberts's house over the last few days. Did you know that not since the pandemic have stocks slid as much as they slid just last month? Quarterly earnings are abysmal. The economy is shrinking and mortgage rates are going through the roof because the Fed knows that an overheated economy and hyperinflation is going to lead to disaster. And it's already here, ladies and gentlemen. Stagflation and the worst economic climate in many decades is upon us. What are you doing to protect your wealth? In the Johnson family, we're using our friends at Birch Gold. We are buying precious metals and diversifying into something of real value. My wife and I, invested for the first time last month and Birch made it so easy. For the first time, we have our future protected by precious metals. We diversified into a tax-sheltered retirement account with gold and it couldn't have been easier. Please text Benny to 989898 to secure the gains you've made while you still can. Every roller coaster comes to an end. Every night at the bar comes with a hangover, and we are here. Do not get a headache over losing your fiat currency because of the dumb decisions made in Washington. Invest in something of real value. Gold, ladies and gentlemen, through Birch Gold, the only people I trust with my future. Text Benny to 9898 and start protecting your future today with gold. The left, however, sadly has normalized violence over the past few years with absolutely zero repercussions. And even though the left's calls for violence often end in literal violence, nothing ever seems to happen. They don't get deplatformed. They don't get kicked off of sites. They get to normalize it. And that is because anything is allowed in service of their own power. Here is Elizabeth Warren just a few days ago screaming and howling at the moon in some type of weird interpretive dance in front of the Supreme Court, probably because she got her Ancestry.com 23andMe results back and found that she was exactly 0% Cherokee. A Jeep Cherokee has more Cherokee in it than Elizabeth Warren. Here's Elizabeth Warren losing her damn mind in public. Of what Republicans have been fighting for, angling for, for decades now, and we are going to 
Okay, so Elizabeth Warren sitting there screaming and howling. Can you like, can you interpret exactly what she said? Why are they always shaking? By the way, they're always shaking. They're always sitting, they're always like very shaky and glitchy. Mad, angry people, mad, angry people. And who can forget Maxine Waters' number one call to surround members of an administration and to threaten them whenever they are in public. Go. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Disgusting behavior. Again, if anyone on the right did such a thing or said such a thing, they'd be in prison right now. And you know it. Madonna called for blowing up the White House the day after Donald Trump was inaugurated. Remember this? Yes. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Hmm. Well, well, well. I wonder what would happen, ladies and gentlemen, if Madison Cawthorn or Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert or somebody talked about blowing up the White House and there was a different party in the White House. That's right. When a Republican's in power, all things in service of power. That's why they say rest in power. They don't want peace. They want power and they want control over your life. And that is made so evident by this Famous relic, Snoop Dogg, old video from a couple years ago where he literally fakes an assassination inside of the video. Watch this. That's rapper Snoop Dogg pulling the trigger on a toy gun aimed at a clown dressed as President Donald Trump. Got it. Okay, got it. Thanks, thanks. Is this the rule book now? So this is the rule book. The left knows exactly what they're doing here. They know precisely the pressure that they're bringing to bear on our society. They are wishing to show you that they are in control, that they can use their own militarized agents throughout the streets and terrorize you. But if you dare lift a finger against them, as Donald Trump did at the White House, right? You remember that the leftist mob attacked the White House, burned down buildings on the White House, hospitalized multiple members of the Secret Service and the White House police, and yet it was Donald Trump and Mark Milley who had to apologize for clearing those leftists out. I distinctly remember leaving the White House grounds after the RNC speech, Donald Trump's RNC speech at the end of the RNC convention, which was held digitally, but he did a large outdoor White House speech. Donald Trump had this speech, and he and his family got to go back inside the confines of the White House. The rest of us had to walk outside to multiple mobs coming after us in the streets. Rand Paul was a few feet away from me getting attacked. You don't hear anything about it. You hear nothing about it. It's completely memory hold. It's completely memory hold. There's not a commission that has been brought to bear on the leftist militantism. There's not a group of people who are studying it or attempting to talk about it. No, nobody, nobody brings it up. No one discusses it because it's all in pursuit of their own power. 
This is a power play, ladies and gentlemen, and it's why the disgusting displays at Supreme Court Justice's house are not even condemned by our own White House. The White House yesterday said that vandalism of Catholic churches and pro-life centers were unacceptable, but we understand the passion. That's right. We understand. People are mad. You see, it's the same. It's get ready for George Floyd 2.0. You're getting George Floyd 2.0 this summer. People are upset. And, you know, we got to let them punch their kickboxing bags and have their margaritas and burn down a couple stores, cause a couple billion dollars worth of damage. Yeah, we just gotta let them. We just gotta let the let the anger out. We just gotta let these people have what they need, and everything will be fine. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if this was in service to the right, if this was taking power away from the left, boy, you know that there would be a new Warren Commission. You know that you would have a new January sixth Commission every single day if it was the right doing this, and they continue to push the lie that white supremacy is indeed the number one threat to America. As you can watch on your screen right now, the footage of firebombings happening inside of pro-life centers around the nation. Jen Psaki yesterday being asked about the vandalism inside of Catholic churches, pro-life centers, and attacks on Christians. Jen Psaki not condemning it. Yep, that's right. Not condemning attacks on Christians and churches and Supreme Court justices. This is the party of return to norms. This is the party of the return to civility and decency. Go ahead and check out Jen Psaki in her pathetic, maybe final appearance as White House Press Secretary. We'll see. The law in Virginia that actually prohibits um, uh, protests outside private residence, even when done peacefully. Um, so I'm wondering if... Uh, any sort of uh, demonstrations outside of private homes might run afoul of that law and other laws like it in other parts of the country. We're certainly not suggesting anyone break any laws. I would note that the president's view has long been, and I tweeted this earlier this morning and repeated and made a number of these comments last week as well, that uh, violence, threats, and, and intimidation have no place in political discourse. Yes, we are a country that promotes democracy, and we certainly allow for peaceful protest uh, in a range of places in the country. None of it should violate the law. No one is suggesting that. Uh, and it should never resort to violence, to threats, to intimidation in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but that is what uh, our position is, and the president's position is. Oh, okay. So it's understandable, right? It's understandable that they're firebombing pro-life centers. It's understandable that they're threatening Supreme Court justices and their families. It's just understandable. It's always and forever going to be in service of their own power. Any crime inside of a fascist state is admissible and is allowed as long as it serves the power of the people in charge. You see what they do to grannies? who wandered through and took selfies inside of the Capitol. Ha hapless grannies wandered through the Capitol when the doors were opened unto them, took a selfie, and those grannies have spent the last nine months, ten months in prison without bail, wandering through the Capitol. But you can go ahead and burn down a liquor store, kill someone in the streets, and hey, we're going to call it the summer of love. You can set up an entire nation inside of a large city in America, call it Chaz, commit murders inside of it, and we're going to say, hey, listen, these are just people practicing their First Amendment rights. You can attack the White House 
and torch buildings inside and on the White House ground. I watched it with my own two eyeballs and attack the White, physically, physically mob the White House with the president inside. And then you'll get the uh, Secretary of Defense, the Joint Chief of Staff, apologizing to you, which is what Mark Milley, the scum, did. Leftism destroys everything it touches, and I think the point is to make people enraged. The point is to gaslight us. That's the ultimate push here is just to gaslight us into saying, like, the system is so rigged, the system is so broken that we need a new system. And, And that's what I truly believe. I truly believe we do need a new system. And we need to bring this old, diseased system down. There does absolutely need to be a reckoning of leftist violence. And that is, there needs to be with a clear voice and somebody inside of the federal halls of power standing in front of a screen and showing every single time that a leftist agitator went out and burned and murdered and killed and intimidated, whether it be a Supreme Court justice or a business store owner, And then we need a full 180 shift in federal law enforcement to state definitively that no, actually, it is not white supremacy. It is leftist supremacy. It is fascistic leftists who are attempting to burn this country to the ground. And they are the groups that we wish to infiltrate. And they are the people who are the largest threat to this country. We need a set, a Republican Party with a set of balls and a iron spine to say it. It needs to be stated. And until we can diagnose the problem, the true root, then we will never, ever cure ourselves of this. It needs to be stated and enough of the gaslighting. Man, it is frustrating to watch Jen Psaki yesterday essentially apologize, apologize. Be an apologist for mobs showing up at Supreme Court justices' homes. The American people see you. The American people see you. You and Lori Lightfoot and the whole rest of them. They're not buying it anymore. Saki continued to dodge questions about whether the president opposed pro-abortion activists surrounding the homes of Supreme Court justices. This shouldn't be hard. Joe Biden's been in the Senate for a billion years. You're not supposed to have people surrounding justices' homes. These are not tough questions or calls, you can just straight up say, I disagree with all violence and I am in support of federal law, which says you're not allowed to do this. But of course they can't say that because the protests are what? Giving them power. The protests are what? Providing them political cover in a era where they have nothing to run on. So of course, just like George Floyd, the protests are going to be fanned. You remember when all the doctors came out and said that racism is more dangerous than COVID and so everyone should take to the streets? Ladies and gentlemen, these are not serious people. They're not serious people. She acknowledged that the protests took a took place in a range of places and called for protests to be peaceful. We're not here to give tactical advice to protesters, she added. Where's Glenn Youngkin, by the way? Where's Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia? Many of these justices, most of them live in Virginia, according to what we've seen. And so where is the Virginia State Police? Where are they protecting people inside of the state of Virginia? This needs to happen. Glenn Youngkin, you're one of the uh, Republicans who needs a gross spine here. No more of this. No more of this. I mean, you're going to make a great case for a law and order candidate in 2024. 
But ladies and gentlemen, there is going to be a pushback here. People are not going to stand for the feral leftist mobs any longer. It's going to get dangerous. It's going to get bad. And we're going to tell the truth, especially on this channel. Jen Psaki says that Biden can be bipartisan after calling MAGA the most extreme group in recent U.S. history. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. Jen Psaki going in after ultra MAGA. That's right. <laughs> like saying ultra MAGA as though it's going to hurt our feelings. Take it away, Jen Psaki. Thank you. Um, the, the president and you have talked about the MAGA crowd or the ultra MAGA. Um, how does that jive with his desire to be the bipartisan guy? Well, the president's view is you can do both. He believes that there is work we can continue to do together. We're, we're actively advocating for. He was out traveling in uh, just last Friday on the uh, Bipartisan Innovation Act. We believe that needs to move forward. It should move forward. Uh, and that can, be, can build on the nearly 80 bills that we signed into law last year that are bipartisan. But he's also not going to stand by uh, and not call out what he sees as uh, ultra-MAGA uh, behavior, ultra-MAGA policies um, that are out of the mainstream of the country and are not in the interest of the American people, whether that is efforts to prevent a woman from making choices about her own health care or whether that is Chairman Scott's uh, policy and proposals on uh, that would raise taxes on people making less than $100,000 a year. Do you think it's going to hurt our feelings to call us ultra MAGA? Do you think that's going to be a deterrent? <laughs> is that something that's going to like hurt our feelings? No, it will not. Ultra MAGA, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Donald Trump got 75 million votes in the election. He was one of the few presidents who actually gained votes for his second term as his re-election campaigns. Presidents normally taper off. Donald Trump can still pack stadiums. We were with Donald Trump at the White House this last week watching the 2000 Mules premiere. What a shocking video. It's enraging patriots around the nation. Republicans need to get stronger. They need to be stronger fighters. They need to get serious. And ladies and gentlemen, the MAGA crowd, the Make American Great Again crowd, I think is going to be the largest, broadest, bipartisan coalition in American history. These people don't understand what they're playing with here. They don't understand the stick of dynamite that they're messing with. They don't know what they're pushing. They don't know what they're creating. You can look at how Democrats have eroded by like 50% their support in the black community. You can watch how Democrats have seen the complete and utter cratering, I mean, through the center of the earth of Latino support. They are creating for Republicans and for a party that is still, and even Mitt Romney admits this, wholly controlled by Donald Trump, they are creating the largest bipartisan, biracial, diverse coalition of people to vote against them and their stupid policies. And the gaslighting cannot continue. We showed you yesterday footage of a Catholic church being attacked in the middle of mass. A Catholic church in the middle of Los Angeles. Based on, judging by the video, this was the vast majority of parishioners there were Latino. And do you think that's the way you're going to win Latino votes by attacking them during mass and screaming about infanticide in their faces? No, 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 no. And you're not going to attack them by calling them ultra MAGA. And you're not going to attack them by being Lori Lightfoot and saying that it's a call to arms for the LGBTQ plus community. People aren't buying it anymore. They're not going to buy the gaslighting. And when the activists of the left are activated through these dog whistles, 
Jen Psaki essentially advocating on behalf of the rioters. Lori Lightfoot pushing the rioters in a call to arms, saying that they need to fight. And then they do fight. People are going to punish the Democrat Party for this. People don't want these hapless, joyless, childless, loveless freaks in their lives, rampaging through their streets, hurting their businesses. We do actually want peace. And the number one way to get peace is to remove power from the Democrat Party, the far left, and the woke. And you are starting to see the Great Awakening happening in real time. In Texas, ladies and gentlemen, there were massive school board elections. And we are proud to report that conservative candidates in Texas won massively. Conservatives who promised to stop racism in schools win Texas school boards across the state. This according to The Federalist. Conservative candidates won a bunch of closely watched school board elections in Texas on Saturday. One of the higher profile losses was suffered by Jim Rice, a member of the Fort Bend Independent School District since 2010. So he's been in office for over a decade and he lost. Why? Because he wouldn't disavow critical race theory. Get ready. It's the poison pill, ladies and gentlemen. And they brought it upon themselves. He is also the immediate past president of the Texas Association of School Board. Very powerful position. Rice was beaten by Rick Garcia, small business owner who was a seventh grade Texas history teacher in the district. Garcia will be joined on the board by David Hamilton, who ran for an open seat. Both winners were backed by the Republican Party. Fort Bend SDI serves around 80,000 students, more than 10,000 staff in Houston. There are 1,200 public school districts in Texas, about 5.4 million students, massive state of Texas, and 400,000 instructional staff. Most school districts in this in, in staff in the nation and only second to California. So again, a massive school system in Texas. You should not disregard the fact that patriots and anti-critical race theory Republicans are winning school board seats. This past Saturday, there were a number of outstanding victories for parents across Texas. The election was a referendum on radical policies and indoctrination that have taken place in the classrooms across the state. Parents are taking back control and getting schools back to the basics, said Christopher Zook, who runs Freedom Foundation of Texas. In Tarrant County, a school board candidate backed by three conservative PACs were doing very well. One group spending $500,000 to support candidates in four school districts in the Fort Worth suburbs. Awesome. This is Republicans fighting back, getting involved in their school races. I get a lot of questions. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Run. You can run. You can run for your local school board. The way federalism works is that your school board member and your mayor and your county council should be more powerful than the federal government. You should have more concern about the way that your city and municipality are locally run than your state level and your federal level. Because these are the people that should have the most effect on your lives and the direct effect on your children's lives. Things are completely out of whack with the federal government trying to control everything in our lives. That can be put and set back with the right candidate and the right person. We believe we'll get that in 2024. But till then, 
These are very positive signs. This election result caught the attention of the Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who tweeted, conservatives won school board elections across Texas. Parents are now more involved and active in school elections and school policies than ever before. No one cares more about children than their parents. The power of the parents will continue to expand in Texas. Good. Campaigning for re-election, Abbott called the for a parent's bill of rights in January, along with expanding families' access to course material, preventing the collection of personal information unless required, and cracking down on educators who will provide minors with access to explicit material. Good. In the issue largely powered by the Republican governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin's upset victory in November, and by Ron DeSantis passing the parental rights and education bill right here in Florida. Florida, the paradise land for parents. It truly is. These election results were not Happenstance, says Christopher Zook, he said that there were a culmination of years of sunlight that has been shown into radical ideologies being taught in classrooms across Texas. Parents spoke up in one loud voice and they do not want radical indoctrination in our schools. Good. Yes, that's right. The reason that they're coming after the schools is that they know that young kids will absorb the garbage that they push on them when they are inside of a young age. There's a very special little window where your worldview is formed. That window is typically taken over by parents and allows us, the parents, the breeders in society, to be able to replicate and ensure the survival of our worldview. The left are often childless sad, feral people, and so they don't have the capacity to have offspring that they can continue their sick worldview when I, I don't really care. Like, if you want to have kids, you want to teach them what you want, and like, that's on you. But seriously, oftentimes, the left doesn't have the selfless nature and the positive relationships to even have children, and so they wish to take our children. That's what this entire push is. And their ideology is so sick. What they touch, the wokeness, it destroys everything so thoroughly that they have to go after our kids. It's not good enough to win inside of an open arena of ideas because everyone rejects wokeness when they're handed it. Everybody rejects the attendance of wokeness when you see the results on the streets of Chicago or when you see the results with Jen Psaki. Nobody wants to live that life. Nobody wants to be a liar. Nobody wants to be mobbed as they head out to the store. Nobody wants the results of Joe Biden's presidency. So they can't win on the merits. And so they have to win by cheating. Ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly the purpose of the fight for our school boards. And it is so wonderful to be seeing victories across the nation. It's not just Texas. Victories and school boards have been happening in Illinois, Iowa, in Wisconsin, of course, in Florida, and all across this nation. People are getting out. And people are getting active. And it's been wonderful, wonderful to see. The revolution is at hand. And we are very happy to be broadcasting it here on this show. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show. We will be broadcasting The Revolution live because we have our priorities correct. God, family, and country. That's what we care the most about on this show. We have our correct priorities, and so we will care about the things that you demand that we care about. We will care about the things that actually appeal to your life, to the lives of your children, and to the lives of all sane people in this country. We will continue to doggedly chase after these insane stories and shame these people because they deserve it. 
and we will call for a better America. The ripping down of the diseased old temple and the brokenness of this country and the building up of something new and beautiful that we can all do here because we were born free men and women and we intend to stay that way. Thank you all so very much for watching. See you tomorrow.